Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are joined today by Veronica Kalinis, coach, facilitator, and the founder of Vulnerable AF. Hi, Veronica. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a it's a long time coming. It really is because you and I have had a well. It's funny our our like circles keep crossing and our paths keep crossing. And we initially met when I was working in the music industry, and we met in New York when you were like a part of that whole music scene as well. And so we met when neither of us were really on the spiritual path at all. I think. And then later ended up linking up again once we were both on the spiritual path. And, you know, now you're you're doing amazing things in Bali and you're, yeah, we've we've connected to a lot of people who are connected to you. So I'm excited that you're finally here. <laughs> me too. Me too. I, I love I love how we crossed paths and just like followed each other in different ways. Like I remember when we went you went to Burning Man and then I went the next year oh, and I tried yeah. to come up with you and just, yes. so we always like chasing each other. Yes. Me <laughs> exactly right now. <laughs> totally, totally love it so much and really excited to dive into everything that you're working on and creating because you're, you've been doing some amazing things in the world. And um, since it's your first time on the show and our audience is just getting to know you, we'd love if you could give a little bit more of your story and your background and how you came to be doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, totally. So I'm from New York and um, my background, I used to work in email marketing and work the I was really obsessed with like looking good and wanted to make sure that I like fulfilled some check that I had on my to-do list in my life. And I thought that having that great job would make me look really good. All right. But I didn't feel really good. I didn't feel fulfilled. And I always knew that there was something different for me out there, but I just didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until I I did, I started doing personal development, you know, and actually before I did personal development, the music scene that Alexa brought up was, that was like my first experience in spirituality, but it was definitely, it wasn't very, it wasn't as conscious as it, as like I would see it now, but like that was my first dive into community and connection. And I really, that's, that's why I 
loved it so much. But then when I started doing personal development, you know, I really started to look at my life differently. Like, oh, whoa, I don't need to go out every weekend to feel fulfilled. So then that started off my journey. And then I found coaching. And then um, just through, um, just started to notice all my patterns come up in relationships and, you know, started seeing that like I always wanted I always like desired vulnerability or like vulnerability always showed up in my life somehow and or but it, but it was my fear of not being vulnerable it's like learning I, I like even in coaching or when I did personal development I learned okay I can have these authentic conversations but there's still something that I wasn't really sharing with people I only shared as much as I wanted to share or I let people in as much as I would let them in and, um, you know, so vulnerability has always been my biggest pain. And it wasn't until, um, you know, while I was doing personal development programs like Landmark, um, you know, practicing NLP, I remember having, like, doing the same thing in relationships, only sharing the cool parts of me. And then I met a guy, really liked him, you know, showed him all the cool parts and said all the cool things. and. I tried to be the cool girl and um, so shut off my messages. And I remember, you know, same thing always happened. Like things would fizzle out really quickly because we had surface level conversations. And, and it was in that moment when I, you know, we he stopped answering my texts and I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why is this, why does this keep happening? Um, and I really realized, oh, it's not him. It's, it's not, you know, not his fault. It's the reason why I don't have the connection and the, the intimacy and the vulnerability and the depth in my relationships that I wanted was because I haven't been vulnerable. I haven't been authentic with anybody. And that's when Vulnerable AF was born. And um, since then I've been leading workshops, uh, one day retreats, group programs, um, and yeah, leading, leading stuff online and really diving down this rabbit hole of facilitation and coaching and spirituality. Um, so that's really been my path for the past two and a half years. And, and I'm constantly getting worked in the area of vulnerability, like <laughs> every day. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it all started and that's where I'm at. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. It's very, very hard to be vulnerable. You know, it's very scary to be, I mean, that's the definition of, well, I feel like that has been the definition of vulnerable. It's, it's almost like associated with weakness and being able to be hurt, you know, when in actuality, it is such a opportunity to come together. And that's why I love what you've been creating with Vulnerable AF, because you've actually been creating these events and opportunities for people to come together and share this experience and be held in a safe space. Could you talk a little bit about like what happens when you do a vulnerable AF event? Yeah. So, so what happens is we create a space together, a brave space, um, you know, where we set agreements and expectations and, you know, then I guide experiences that create, that amplify connection and amplify vulnerability. And it's also, it's not so serious all the time too. Some people walk into vulnerable AF and they're like, 
what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> Sometimes I, I joke with people too, and I'm like, uh, so we're going to sacrifice a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Ambrosia has made that same joke before in our <laughs> events. <laughs> Amp, you're, you're muted. I sure am. Yeah, I just said that to somebody uh, today. Actually, <laughs> a message, and I was like, well, there's a sacrifice, so be ready. <laughs> First thing we're doing, are you, are you yeah. so down? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and by my desire in Vulnerable AF is to, for people to leave feeling more connected to themselves and more empowered to be vulnerable. Um, and and walking in, or walking in feeling safe, and also leaving feeling um, empowered to be themselves. Because often, right, like like you said before, vulnerability has this connotation that it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. So, or another myth is that it's only about sharing your emotions and crying and dumping on people all the time. And it's not that it can actually be really fun to be vulnerable. It can be really sexy to be vulnerable, right? Like it creates depth and intimacy. So yeah, just, I lead different connection exercises and experience. So yeah, that's what it looks like. That's awesome. And it just prompted a question in me of like, what are some ways that people are not being vulnerable that maybe they don't even think of in that way? Do you know what I mean? Like maybe they're not even per- – because I think when – like you just said, when we think of vulnerability, or at least for me, I think of like – yeah, like you said, like the heavy stuff and sharing your deepest, darkest stuff, right? But are there other ways that you've seen people are not being vulnerable and it's hindering their life, but they don't even pers- – they're not even kind of aware of it until they maybe go through a workshop or, or do some sort of exercise? Yeah, I think the people that – have to say everything's great you know like when you ask them hey how are you like I'd rather you say you know I'm feeling I'm feeling that you know like I'd rather you say that than say I'm fine everything's great everything's perfect um and I guess in the terms of to not have it be so heavy all the time too is like to talk about something silly that you just did that you're afraid that you're like embarrassed about telling someone or, or sharing in public. Yeah. Like, you know, like my friend, when she told me that she farted in front of a really hot guy. <laughs> and I was like, and it just made me love her even more because she was yeah. just straight up and honest. And, and like, versus like, oh yeah, like I don't, I never fart or I never do yeah. anything. <laughs> oh, it's it's just sharing. Huh? I was just gonna say, Veronica, you know uh, Andy, right? Yeah. Andy is like I think that genuinely think like one of Andy's super. So Andy is my best friend from growing up. I've mentioned on this podcast, and she was also the person I had the other company with. Who that's where I met you, Veronica. But I think Andy has a superpower where she just like attracts like a bajillion people to her. Everyone just gravitates towards her. And truly, she is the most, in that way, the most vulnerable person ever. She's like, she'll talk about her poop. She'll talk about that. Like she talks about things that people are like, what? What are you saying right now? But I think it, it makes them so attracted to her because she's just so open, you know? And she She's just yeah. so unique in that way. So, yeah, it makes it makes you magnetic. 
like and, and but the thing is people think people think the opposite right because it is it is like what well, there's so much risk risk that comes with vulnerability yes. yeah like our biggest fear is someone might not be our, want to be our friend anymore they might reject us abandon us all the wounds come up and um it actually makes people feel more safe around you like oh thank goodness someone said it yeah <laughs> yeah thank goodness you're a real person yeah that's what the big thing is when um with your company vulnerable af do you go over like where does this feeling of not being accepted or this worry about um being rejected where does this come from do you go over that with people like in person or when you're working with them where does the where does the fear of being rejected come from right right well, yeah, it comes from, yeah, I mean, I talk, I talk about those things, but I can say, I can share here, like it comes yeah. from past experiences. It comes from, or experiences that haven't happened yet. And, you know, a lot of us put our past or what happened into our past into our future mm-hmm. and live their lives hiding, not expressing themselves, not, not expressing their truths, not sharing their, their truths because of the fear of the thing that happened when you were five happening again. Um, And also like I I can share from my first, my own personal experience. Like I had, I really had this deep seated fear that when I shared vulnerably with other men that they thought I was weak or they would respect me less. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, so I pretended to be really cool and like, acted like the super like the superwoman that's one of the archetypes I talk about in my programs is like the overly independent superwoman who overexhausts herself and pretends that she doesn't want any help but deep down she does and um you know I was deeply afraid of like with that guy like with that guy I was so afraid that if I like really shared with him who I really am and my biggest fears and my desires, my desire to be married, my desire to be in a relationship that he would be like, Whoa, you're too much. Yeah. Well, I don't want a relationship back off. So then I would hide. Mm-hmm. So then, but then it really didn't allow anybody to see me or didn't allow anybody to feel closer to me because I wasn't like really being real and checking in and, creating that intimacy and that's what i teach people in vulnerable af is how to create deeper intimacy Mm. i have a lot of questions now i love this what are a couple of other archetypes that you're talking about that you could share with us and how do you create that intimacy i don't want you to give away all your secrets but just a little bit in case people want to work with you after yeah thank you um so the top three that i like to cover I, i i go over there's a lot, but the top, my favorite top three that I think a lot of women struggle with is the people pleaser, mm-hmm. the superwoman, and the perfectionist. Yeah. And all of those archetypes, they're, they're like these, they're, it's, they're, they're an ego, one. They're also a mask. They're an inner critic, right? And they cover up the the truth right like if and it's kind of like a shadow like it's like they're they you know they have these this shadowy way about you this it's like oh it's like perfectionist in shadow is 
someone who's a control freak, right? Or the superwoman, when she's shadowy, she, um, you know, doesn't really say what she means or she pretends that she doesn't want anything. And then the people pleaser is the the shadow is a manipulator. Mm. Because you're pretending to be really nice and you really want to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So learning how to integrate those shadows, like learning how to know what like what they sound like, what they look like, just becoming aware of them um, is an opportunity for you to like actually create intimacy with people, like noticing like, okay, yeah, wow, my, pe- my people pleaser is coming up right now or I'm noticing where I'm being the people pleaser. Who would that be if I were to really own what I really wanted? Right. I would be unapologetic. You know, I would be um, vulnerable and ask for help or, you know, for a perfectionist, I would, you know, be confident in myself. Right. And just knowing how to play with those two different conversations with yourself, learning how to dance with both of them and welcoming them and not not suppressing them either. A lot of people suppress them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and just being being honest and creating that intimacy is like creating the dialogue about it. Like, wow, I'm noticing that um, I really wanted to express what I expressed that I loved you and I was afraid of you rejecting me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, wow, oh my God, thank you for sharing that with me. That's not what I thought at all. You know, or you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the conversation may land in, or turn into because you decided to be courageous and share what's on your heart because you trust this person. Not, I, I can also go into, you know, not everyone deserves your vulnerability either, but mm. yeah. Yeah. Can you speak a bit about that too? Because I think that's an important thing about you know, along with the people pleaser, like something that I've noticed recently is like, I was talking to my mom about this, about how boundaries for me is something huge that's been coming up and that I've had to learn in a pretty like visceral way. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom about how, you know, when we're all taught to be these like people pleasers when we're little, it's like we're taught to be nice, like be nice to everybody, like hug everybody, smile at everybody. Don't, 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 um, yeah, just be open to everybody. And I think that really teaches you at a young age to override your own boundaries and not listen to your own boundaries because you're supposed to be polite. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that's that would love to know more about that, about not everybody deserves your vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's true. Like the people pleaser, it's like, oh, don't take up too much space. Yeah. People don't like it when you take up too much space. That's that's mine. Like I'm I'm a I'm a people I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I would be so afraid of, of being too much because when I was too much I got made fun of as a kid. So I was like, Oh, okay, let me be nice and give everybody space. So it really con- it always like takes a lot of work or not a lot of work, but just like awareness and, and welcoming mm-hmm. to it. Like, oh, okay, she's here. I love her. <laughs> Right. Um, And not everyone deserves your vulnerability. Yeah. It's really important to share these kinds of vulnerable truths with people that 
are available and interested in hearing about them. Because what I hear from some women as well is like they, they want a relationship and then they're connecting with guys who don't want a relationship with them and then they're sharing vulnerably and sharing and sharing and sharing. But it's like you, you do want to be discerning about who you are sharing with because you want to make sure that you trust this person or like that there's, there's um, an interest in connection. Right. Because then that's what creates a vulnerability hangover. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that you should you shouldn't take a risk. Right. It doesn't mean that you still can't create um, an opportunity for connection. Right. But you do want to be discerning like, you know, you want to be mindful because even sharing vulnerably online. Right. Yeah. The way to share online without so that you don't get a vulnerability hangover is to make sure that your story that you're sharing is, is worked out within you, right? Because you may not get the answer that you want. Right. Right. Like that's, that's the thing about vulnerability. It's risky. Yeah. You, you can share something and you may not get the response that you really want and you have to be willing to be okay with it. Like, you know what, this is my truth. And my, I have no attachment to the outcome. My only desire is to share this because I know that if I share it, um, people will feel impacted. People will have permission to share what they want to share because I shared, you know, like, and it's, it's kind of like, it's like that giving um, experience. Like you want to just like give for this, for just because you want to give and not because you're expecting something in return. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think that's really important to note, especially with the state of every single podcast episode we've been doing recently, this comes up like social media is just such a... I was just thinking the same thing. (laughs) I think I keep bringing it up. It's, It's such a powerful tool and it is also such a a crazy thing to deal with because it's an amplifier, right? Like it really amplifies whatever you put into it in a crazy way. And so like you have to be, I think it's really important to, like you said, really make sure that, you know, when you use a tool like social media, use it intentionally and it can be used to share vulnerably. And also that vulnerable share can empower so many others. I've been doing some like research this week and reading people sharing their stories in a way that I'm like, wow, this really helped me. I'm so glad they shared, you know? Um, but at the same time, I think we can oftentimes, if we're not, you know, doing that inventory or, or checking in with ourselves, I think we can kind of get swept up in the momentum of social media. And then, like you said, have this, you know, hangover of sharing or content creation that just doesn't feel, or it feels sensitive and it feels like too much. Yeah. Like I remember I shared something a long couple of years ago that I I don't think I was ready to share. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I posted it and I felt yucky about it. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel good. And I was like, Oh shit. And you just have to get like, yeah, there may be an impact on other people. Yeah. With your share too, right? Yeah. And, you know, I say this just so that you're aware of it, not because like you shouldn't post and you, now you should be afraid to post and share something really brave, right? But there is an impact on your share. And there's an impact when you don't share. There's an impact when you do share. And not everyone's going to like it, yeah. right? That's also okay. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's just a really important, like what you're saying is, or what I'm hearing you say is, um, it's important to know like where you are in your process and give yourself permission to be there. Because I'm, I'm someone who I constantly, um, I definitely like beat up on myself that I'm not, that I'm just, I don't know. I'll be going through some things. I'm like going through something right now. And I'm, it's like, it's hard for me sometimes to give myself permission to just be where I am with it. When that's just the truth of where it is. It's not, I, I'm, there is no perfect place to be with it. I just am where I am with it. And that's okay. And maybe one day in the future, I'll be ready to share or go to another place. But I think I, I just, I like what you're saying of like some things you're ready for and some things you might need more process with. And it's important to know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I posted something maybe a month ago or two months ago about an ego death that I had last year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready. I, I was, I was ready to share it because I worked through it yeah. with every like cellular of my being. Mm-hmm. Right. But a few months ago, I could not have shared that. Right. Mm-hmm. I talked about, you know, like this, the end of my business and all this stuff and all this stuff that I went through and I posted about it because I was ready to talk about it because I was thinking my intention was wow if someone else was going through something similar I can't stand the thought of them not knowing how to get through it Mm. so that's that's also the intention around vulnerability totally that's beautiful and that's really yeah I, rem- I think I remember that post and and it's cool too because you can see like I've been you know like we've been connected for a while and I can see the we were talking about this yesterday on another podcast episode about like you know sometimes you really need to give yourself space like sometimes you really need to give yourself space and time to like we said go through whatever you're going through and again this demand of social media can make it feel like you need to share now or you need to talk now or you need to just you know, be regurgitating whatever it is. And it's like, I think I can even tell from you the space that you've had or whatever you've gone through. It's like you've had this time to process and you're you're kind of in this whole new iteration of yourself. And it's so beautiful to watch. And I think that really is the importance of giving yourself time to to be where you are and let yourself figure out what that means you know, rather than letting other people tell you what that means by their reaction. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't that a form of people pleasing when you're letting other people tell you what that means by their reaction? You're still people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh, let me change my post now because someone didn't like it or someone got offended. Oh my God. I've done that too many times. I swear there was a time I posted and I changed the, I'm not kidding. I changed the caption like 12 times because I kept looking at it through different eyes and being like, oh, now I want to satisfy this thing that I'm not satisfying. And after, after doing that, I just deleted the whole thing. I was like, I'm not, I'm I'm not ready to post. Like I'm not ready to clearly. That's good awareness. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Also, like, yeah. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, um, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing about all of that, and uh, would love to talk a little bit more. I know that you mentioned when we were leading up to this conversation about vulnerability and relationships, and your experience with that. Would love to hear a little more about that because I know our audience is, you know, relationships are 
some of our biggest teachers and some of the things we were challenged with the most. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love if you could share on that. Yeah. Um, I think first thing I can say is I remember as I went through, I had two breakups this year. So one really big one at the beginning of the year, like right after my ego death, I was with, I was with someone for two years and that was actually the guy I met mm. who, um, I really liked him and then we, things fizzled out and then, um, and then we ended up being in a relationship because I was doing the work and being more vulnerable and he saw me differently. Yeah. Um, so we were together for two years and then we broke up and that was like a really, really big relationship for me. Like um, that, you know, we did a conscious uncoupling process together where we, you know, created a space and we uh, talked about what we were grateful for, talked about like, um, we cleared up any resentments that we had towards each other and created, you know, the new vision for our relationship and, you know, what, what we expected from each other, what we needed from each other. Um, but that was like a really big breakup for me. And um, also in that relationship, I, we were open. So I, I have been polyamorous for like five years and, you know, exploring in that realm. And, and that really helped me with my path of vulnerability because I get to have these really, really like interesting conversations and connection and, and constantly like checking in and, you know, leaning into edges and like having really uncomfortable conversations. Like that was really that really taught me how to up-level my communication skills, mm -hmm. um, having those open relationships for a long time and with him. And then a couple of months later, I met Aaron, who you had on this podcast. Yes. And um, that was such a healing relationship for me. Um, he, like, swooped in like a hawk and, <laughs> like, came in. As soon as he found out I was single, he was like... I was like, no, I'm not ready for a relationship. And he was like, still there. He wouldn't leave. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I just, and, and what the, the the medicine in that relationship was to um, lean in and receive someone who just wants all of me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was so vulnerable because like, I've always had these open, loose end relationships or like, you know, this fear of people not really not wanting a relationship. So then I would settle for someone who, you know, wanted half of me or, you know, even, even though my, my ex and I had a beautiful partnership, we, there was still like, there was, I was always like chasing his love. Like I was like, Oh my God, is, is he with someone else? Or does he want to be with me? Even though we had agreements and all that, all those things with Aaron, it was like, no, he's like, I don't want an open relationship. I just want to be with you. And that was so healing for me, actually. And 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 it taught me a lot about receiving and reception. And um and and it and it really brought up a lot in my business, uh, in with my clients. Like, can I receive love? Like, can I receive people who love me? Can I receive um worthiness? Like can I really believe that I'm so worthy of someone wanting 
all of me, right? And that was just like constant leaning in and practice and conversation and, you know, also thinking about my people pleaser and like, or like my, my superwoman, you know, that also comes up in my business sometimes. And, um, you know, and then we ended up breaking up. Uh, I went to the, I'm, I'm at, I'm in the States right now. I was living in Bali for a year and a half. And, um, I think we're, we're still not over. Like we're still, you know, I, I believe like, I totally trust that, you know, whatever is supposed to happen will happen. I think like that relationship was, is just part of my, my mission and my path for sure. Um, but we were able to have like really a beautiful, also another uncoupling you know process that was even more beautiful because we just like still love each other we were able to like even though we looked really good online too like a lot of people you can say you can like if you also want to think about that like oh you look really good why would you break up Mm -hmm. right there's also like you never know what's going on in someone else's world and we had a great relationship but there was just like there was just like things that you know we both needed right now like I'm, I'm like really, I want to come back to the States and I am, you know, I want to do things out here and he's still in Bali and there's just some things we, we need to clear, clean up. And I needed to like really trust and listen to myself and, you know, um, trust the connection and, and trust myself. So, so yeah, that's been, that's been my journey with relationships and, and how vulnerability and intimacy has really helped me strengthen you know myself um my business my communication and you know and also like learn like I love a lot of people have been asking me about uncoupling um or breakups too because they have seen my process or my journey and like they're like oh it seems like you're still friends with your exes and you guys still have you know a connection with each other how come it wasn't so it wasn't like a tumultuous breakup Right. And it's like, you know, relationships are like a trauma. They are. And and it's really easy to um, look, you know, blame the other person or look at what they did wrong or um, not speak to each other anymore. And you do whatever feels best for you, of course. Um, But it's also another level to like own all your shit and look at your part and like, look at how could I, how could we be better? How could we still have a connection, still love each other and, you know, um, you know, care about each other and want to celebrate each other no matter what. Love that. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. And that's such a, a really nice and really authentic way to be and to really authentic way to behave and my voice is like a little I feel okay I'm just getting over a cold anywho but um it's a really authentic way to be and I've only heard of conscious uncoupling when it comes to someone having children with the person right and you're conscious uncoupling for the kids but it's not really conscious uncoupling for you it's it's for the kids so I love this idea of doing it for yourself and for your partner because you once cared about this person so deeply. And so the I'm just thinking back about like the breakups that I've had and, and how we 
broke up, it was not very conscious. It wasn't very nice. It was very tumultuous and very, you did this wrong and I did that wrong and, you know, back and forth. So I really love the way that you speak about it and um, the way that you're teaching that to people. So thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. I could have definitely used you like (laughs) before I was in a long-term relationship. Thank you. And, and like, and they, and, and just because it sounds like really conscious and sweet, doesn't mean that like, I didn't feel feelings and I didn't feel my shit or I didn't feel sad or angry. So Mm -hmm. I just want to mention that. And I think too, like the, it's, or just kind of clicked for me. It's like the reason I think that we do have these tumultuous breakups in this culture so up until this point is that um, I think it is because like we we haven't been vulnerable in some ways. We haven't been communicating. There's been a lot of miscommunication. So it all gets to a point where um, the miscommunication and misinterpretation and we're so like misaligned that it's like it has to end that way because like no one will take responsibility or be vulnerable to rectify it. Otherwise, like I, I think things can get to a point and then people will be open up a little more and maybe you can rectify some things. But I, I feel like that is the reason, you know? So it is, it is such a new idea. I remember when Gwen, I, when I first heard that term conscious uncoupling, it was when Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow and um, Chris Martin, yeah, from Coldplay, they, announced that and I remember the media roasted Gwyneth Paltrow for, for that they were like what are you talking about I mean this was like, what like 10 years ago maybe more and now it's I actually heard her in an interview recently talking about that and she was like she was like I I don't understand why everyone freaked out she's like because to us it was like obviously like we want to preserve whatever's here and we just we want to have a we want to we don't want it to be divorce. We don't want it to be that like kind of ugly word. And I just thought it was so interesting that like our society reacted that way, like like almost, you know, so mocking and like so kind of cruel about it when it just, it truly comes from such a place of respect and admiration. And so I think it's very interesting that now, you know, it's only what, I think 10 years later, I'm not really sure. And the perspective on that is really starting to change and people are really seeing the value in that. And um, I think, you know, Veronica, Mm -hmm. you're obviously like a really beautiful example of that. And I think we need more examples of it because not only that, that, like we're shown in, I've been noticing recently how much movies and TV that I watched growing up, those storylines about couples and stuff, how that affected my belief about what happens in relationships or, or how patterns play out. Um, so I feel like we need way more examples of that out in society so that we can see that. And, and that way, I think also in that way, people will not be so afraid to move on from something that they aren't a match for anymore. Because I think, you know, a lot of people are so afraid of the, um, the nastiness that normally comes with splitting up or divorce or whatever it is, um, that they would rather stay where they are, even if it's unhappy, than go through that because they don't think there's another option. 
you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you for highlighting that like that, that it needs to be shared more often. And there's needs to be more examples of it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for being an example of that and sharing, you know, cause I, I think there's people probably listening to this that are like, Whoa, that is really cool to know. Um, so as we start to wind down here, let's talk a little bit about, you know, if someone is listening to this and is like, oh, wow, I need help with this or I'm going through something like that and they want to work with you or they want to go to one of your vulnerable AF workshops, how can they do all of that? Yeah, so um, you can find me on my website, veronicacolinis.com. Um, you can follow me on I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. Um, if you want to, I have one-on-one coaching programs and I also have my group program, Vulnerable AF. I made Vulnerable AF into a course last year during COVID. Um, and yeah, I'm always like leading new things or doing new things. So, um, I'm going to be hosting monthly Vulnerable AFs online shortly. I was doing them very frequently and then um, just in the past few months i've been doing a lot of other things i did a program launch i'm doing a summit so i'm just uh being careful of how much i'm doing and so i'll be i'll be doing one in new york in july for anybody who's on the east coast and you want to attend an in-person one uh and then i'll be doing them online because i love it and then yeah you could just hit me up, message me, follow me on Instagram, go on my website. That's really the best way you can find me. Epic. Awesome. Uh, when is it in July? I'm going to say the week after July 4th. Week after July 4th. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So about, yeah. so about like a month from today as we record. So um, awesome. We'll definitely check out Veronica, she is amazing. We'll put all of her links in the show notes so you guys can just click and check her out. And Veronica, anything else you feel super called to share before we wind down? Yeah, I think what I want to share is take a risk, say the thing, reveal the tender thing. Um, <laughs> notice where you know you want to like hide or you're you have a shield on. Um, take the risk and say the tender thing. Keep your heart open. Um, I know it's, it's easier to close or shut down and push people away. I guarantee you that when you keep your heart open, more opportunities will come to you. Um, and it's just more beautiful to be around you when you just keep your heart open. And um, yeah, just take that risk. So mm-hmm. that would be my last share. Thank you so much for being here, Veronica. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. And this was so, so powerful. Um, and uh, yeah, have a great time while you're in the States. Maybe we'll see each other. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you two might just actually run into each other just hanging out. So. Yeah, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. <laughs> you're, um, you're in Philly, right? Yes, yes. That's what I was asking when the workshop was because we we have a retreat in July, but uh, I think I should be around then. So anyway, I'll hit you up. Right? She's in Virginia Beach. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're both East Coast. So cool. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing. 
And thank you everyone who has been watching on Facebook and everyone who is listening. Thank you so much and make sure you check Veronica out. We love you so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.